Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. The tale of two men. Romans 5 and verse 12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. Then there is Romans 5 and verse 19. For just as through the disobedience of the one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. I hope I can keep your attention to the end of this message. It's full of intrigue, drama, hope. This message is coming to you courtesy of the Divine Organization of Eternal Life, D-O-L. You got it? I am just being funny, but it really is not a laughing matter. This message is going to blow your mind because we are going to clear up the mystery of the existence of evil and good. You heard me correctly. I recited the concept in reverse, evil and good. This is the tale of two men, the two most important men in human history. There was none before the first one and none more powerful after the second man. These men have shaped and reshaped the course of humanity and will continue to do so till the end of time. So without further ado, let us explore the tale of two men. The first text talks about sin, death, all people. What is the writer talking about? Sin is an immoral act that is in direct violation of God's laws. Well, at the dawn of human life, God created a man and a woman to partner with him in the continuation of the human race. He gave them, well, actually, God gave the man, incidentally, whose name was Adam, God instructed him not to eat the fruit from a certain tree, because if he does, he will die. Death, in this context, means that the man would sever his relationship with God. Well, the man named Adam disobeyed God. He sinned by eating the forbidden fruit, and that day he died. That day he lost relationship with God. That day sin entered into the world, not just the spot that Adam was standing on, but the whole world, and guess what else? Because Adam sinned and died that day, every human being after him was born dead, meaning separated from God, because all of us were sinners. What a disaster! What a tragedy of gigantic proportions! In fact, death reigned over the whole human race, not because every one of us sinned, but because the first man named Adam was disobedient and died. And so, although we did not break the commandment God gave on that day, we inherited that horrible death, separation from God. So what is going to happen now? God had a plan that included another man. The first man was created by God and was disobedient and consequently died, and he passed on the death to everyone. Can you believe what Adam did? Well, God's plan was to bring life to humans, meaning God's plan was to re-establish relationships with humans. But how was that going to happen? Bear in mind, that the first text says that because of the sin of one man, the curse of death was applied to every single human being in the world. 
God could not use another human being because there would never be a perfect human. Every human, regardless of distinction, could meet, could could not meet God's requirement in order to reset the whole God-human relationship. God had to go outside of the human race. This is where it gets dramatic. Believe that God knew exactly what he had to do. In one section of the Bible, we read about the Word, a divine eternal character who was not just with God, but that the Word was God. But catch this, the Word was the Creator. What is God thinking of? Since there was no human perfect enough to reconnect man and God, God had to send the Word. God had to send His Son, who we know as Jesus Christ, to do what was impossible for humans to do. <laughs> the Word became baby Jesus, and He was called Jesus because His mission was to reverse what happened because of Adam's disobedience. Jesus was going to redeem humans from death, that is, separation from God. Are you with me so far? So what's next? God made it clear from the outset that his son had a mission to accomplish when he came to earth. His mission was to do what his father sent him to do. And once he did that, it would open the way for humans to enter into relationship with God again. That is called the gift of eternal life. My goodness, look at what Jesus brought. Adam, the first man, brought death. Jesus, the second man, brought life. Adam brought us eternal death. Jesus brought us eternal life. Adam destroyed our relationship with God for good. Jesus came to restore our relationship with God for good. So when Jesus died, he was obedient to the death on the cross. That was the only way to have achieved God's goal of reconnection. So let me recite the second text again. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many would be made righteous. Is that for real? Is it, is it as real as tomorrow's headlines? Yes, it is. Adam was disobedient and every human has suffered the consequences of Adam's disobedience. We were born dead. Well, here comes the other man, the creator, who was totally obedient. And because of his obedience, we can get life. One man gave us the disastrous, deadly gift of death, while the other man gave us the gift of eternal life. The world now has hope, but just one thing remains. God did not force death on humans. We inherited it from Adam. Therefore, God cannot force us to be reconnected to himself. Each of us has to accept the gift of eternal life willingly. Death came through that one man named Adam. Life came through that one man named Jesus. And all he asks of us is to accept the gift. That, my friend, is the tale of two men. One offered death, the other still offers life today. I know you're going to take the gift of life from Jesus.